in this 14th session of Look at the Book on Romans 8. We're just going to go one verse farther than we did last time. So let's pick it up here at verse 12 after we ask God's help. Father, I pray that as we focus here on Romans 8, uh, 14, you would show us what it is to be led by the Spirit and what it is to be the children of God. Two spectacular, overwhelmingly wonderful things, and we need your help to begin to grasp them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh. We don't owe the flesh anything. The flesh has done nothing but make us miserable, hurt us, devastate us, ruin our future, and give us these temporary, short-lived, destructive pleasures. So we don't owe it anything. And so we don't owe it anything to live according to the flesh. So don't invest your life in trying to get happy through the flesh. It will only backfire on you and destroy you. And then you would expect him to give the flip side of that negation, You'd expect him to say, so then, brothers, we are debtors not to live according to the flesh, not, uh, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, but we are debtors to the Spirit, to live according to the Spirit. And instead of saying that, he pauses here and he gives a warning about living according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. And that means die forever. That doesn't mean physical death because everybody dies a physical death. He's already said that even those who are uh, indwelt by the Spirit have uh, mortal bodies and need resurrection. So we're all going to die. This, this you here, if you live according to the flesh, that's a group within everybody. And that group dies differently. They die forever. If you live according to the flesh, you die forever. You are cut off from God in everlasting destruction. But if by the Spirit, and there's the key phrase, absolutely key, by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you are doing this. This is the great miracle of the Christian life of holiness. You you do it by the Spirit so that ultimately it's not you, and yet it is you. It feels like you, but it's not you. It's you relying on the Spirit, but it's really you pressing in to kill sin that is put to death the deeds of the body. So the deeds of the body here are uh, the acts that sin would perform when sin takes captive the body and makes it instruments of unrighteousness. And if you do that, if you put to death the deeds of the body by the Spirit, you will live. Now, why? Here's this word for. Why will you live if by the Spirit you put to death these, these temptations and these sins that tend to take the body and make it a instrument of unrighteousness for all who are all who are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god there's the argument now notice how it works if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body then you will live because All who are led by the Spirit of God, and that corresponds to put to death the deeds of the body 
by the Spirit. So by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. That is, if you are thus, thus, let's put that in here because that's so clearly implied. If you are thus led by the Spirit of God, you are the sons of God, and therefore you will not die. You will live because the sons of God don't die. They live forever with God. Now this is just this, this argument here, this word for, is just full of implications. One of the implications is don't rip this out of context and say this means if you're led to marry the right person or if you're led to go to the right school or if you're led to um, choose the right vocation, then you know that you are the Son of God. It's, that's not the context. The context signaled by this word for as a support for this statement why is it that when we put to death the deeds of the body by the Spirit, we live forever? Answer, because when you are thus led by the Spirit into war, led into war against your own sin, not against people, but against your own sin. When you are led by the Spirit of God into war against sin, you show yourself to be a son of God. So the, the point here is to uh, encourage us to live by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit in putting sin to death so that we can enjoy the assurance that we are the children of God because those who are thus led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And the children of God don't die. What do they experience? Look briefly at verse 17. If we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ. We don't die we inherit the estate of God, the, the estate that Jesus inherits as the king of the universe, provided we suffer with him. Is This provided, this if here, is the same as what we saw up here. If, if, by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. And if you put to death the deed of the body, it hurts. It hurts. None of these none of these temptations here from the devil or from your own flesh are invitations to be miserable. They all whisper in your ear, if you do this, you will feel better. It will go better with you. You'll be more secure. You'll be happier. You'll have more pleasures. And if you, if you put that to death, short term, it hurts. Long term, glory, joy. So the point here of verse 14 is to argue for why it is that if you, by the Spirit, put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And the reason given is that when you are thus led by the Spirit into warfare with sin, you prove to be a son of God.